This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. Okay, so can, can, we, can we set a definition for lose? Does that come in last? Is the eyebrows? <laughs> or is second the eyebrows? Oh my god. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by ManorDeprived.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic-playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for demise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. He looks at me, are you a pro? Not really, I just have a website. Then he goes, is it a pro website? (laughs) Jay Boosh. They're like, holy fuck, we're both over here, man. We both can't be over here, man. Scotty. Like, I stared him right in the face. I'm like, I'm only here for the buys. He's like, so you only want the buys. I'm like, once again, I am only here for the buys. <laughs> and Jeremy. As the 18th member, I promise the listeners that I will get that man to talk more. <laughs> that is my commitment to you. And now, the 18th. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 149 of the A-Team Podcast. Mr. Scotty Mack here. So many episodes. Uh, here, joined by two of my favorite people. Uh, Jay Boosh, of course. Jay? Hello. And Jeremy Schofield. What's going Scumbag on, Schofield. Alberta represent. What's up? You know what? I have a person treating me like Scumbag Schofield. Is it your wife? No. Ah. Okay, that would be really awkward. I, I did like an online trade for the first time with a guy. Yeah. And, like, he waited for my cards to get to him before he even mailed mine. Mm. Yeah. Did he hear your name and he was yeah. like, oh, that because he knows scumbag. you're a scumbag. Yeah, that, that must have been it. Scumbag Scofield. How's everyone doing? We're pretty sweet. I'm, I'm doing pretty tired. sweet. KYT's in fucking... KYT's in uh, Hong Kong right now, so he won't be joining us. But no. uh, Jay got a new he's, job. He's drifting, racing. Drifting. G- <laughs> Tokyo. Hong Kong drift? <laughs> Hong Kong drift, yeah. Yeah. With his pretty girlfriend. <laughs> I don't um, think yeah. she's there. I think it's just him and his mom. What? Not even King Ho? Oh, I'm sure King Ho's there. Oh, okay. Sweet. So, new job. New job, new, new job. job. Yeah, I got a new job. I'm now an electrical... I don't know how to say it. Is it an electrical apprentice? Electrician apprentice? I'm Sparky electric... apprentice. I'm an, electric... I'm an apprentice for an electrician? I don't uh, know. What... Yeah, an electrician's apprentice. Sure, yeah, I'm that. And it's my like... fingers hurt. A lot, and they're red, and I have cuts and blisters everywhere, and I'm covered in fucking drywall dust, and um, I get up at fucking, I get up the day before to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, it's good to have a job, and it's um, it's a really rewarding. Like at least I feel like I'm doing something is like the big thing for me, and also I can see what I'm doing directly. 
Like, oh man, look at this fucking receptacle I put into a wall. That is work I did, and I can prove it because it's right there. <laughs> it blows my mind that you're actually getting to do that kind of stuff. I've always been told that electrical apprentice pull cable for like four years straight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I got on with a company where the I, I told the guy that too. I was like, you know, I don't mind being the guy that digs the hole either. And he's like, he's like, this company doesn't do that. In this company, it doesn't matter if you're a first year or a fourth year. You do the work. You do whatever the job is. So I learned. I mean, it's it's daunting because I don't have the foundation of. Uh, education like today the guy like my buddy who's like my i guess my first year guy that's teaching me everything he's a really great guy and everything um but he's like trying to you can tell he's kind of getting a little frustrated he's like trying to teach me about like three-way switches and shit which is like so for those of you at home that are playing along you have a normal light switch on and off and then you have uh, a three-way switch, which is like those fancy ones that you have like an on and off, and then another switch somewhere else, which is an on and off. And then you could like tick, 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 and it'll go on and off depending on the various combinations of ons and offs that you have. And uh, and then there's also like a three gang, which is when you have three switches in a row coming out of the same box. And I'm like fucking trying to learn this shit and there's wires everywhere and they're like yeah there's got a feed from the box which brings your hot into the the uh what's it called switch leg and then this goes and i'm like oh my god and and then also you know people make jokes like oh cut the blue wire cut the red wire no all the wires are black (laughs) so that's good that's a good one yeah and uh, also i spent all day today on my knees which is great uh, in just in drywall dust. Perfect. Um, so it's really hard work. Like I'm fucking ready for bed at 7 p.m. If I'm lucky. Uh, and but it but it like it's feel good hard work. You know what I mean? Like it's not. Um, Get up off your knees, dust yourself off, and like look with yeah. like an approving grin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like the thing, the thing with with this is like I feel like I'm doing something. I feel like I'm contributing. I'm learning stuff. Uh, you know, I'm off at like fucking three o'clock, which is amazing. Ooh. Yeah, that is good. Like being off so early, like start you start so early, but it's so great because by the time you basically like wake up, you're you're off. Um. So, you know, like it's it's like lunchtime and you've been at work for five and a half hours already and then all of a sudden it's time to go home. Um but yeah, we're working on like a uh like a five story old folks home right now from the ground up. So that's kinda cool. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. so wicked. Yeah, it's really cool. But I mean like I don't get a paycheck for a month and I had to shell out like probably two thousand dollars to start working in this career. So, because you gotta buy tools, you gotta buy, um, you gotta get certified as an apprentice. You gotta buy fucking a tool belt. You gotta buy clothes because you can't. All your safety shit. Yeah, all this and like the safety shit is such a fucking ripoff. It's like, (laughs) I mean, sure, it's probably saving my life, maybe. Who knows? But uh, it's like fucking like three hundred dollars for like a safety vest and then a lanyard thingy that catches you if you fall. And then once you fall. You never get to use that again because apparently it's not safe anymore. Nope. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> so oh, yeah. So but I'm really glad that I get to do this and it's it's really great. I'm having a good time. Even though I'm like dead tired and my fingers I can feel my heartbeat in my fingers all day and all night. And I get up early and everything. It's just going really That's really, really awesome, dude. I'm really glad. Yeah, thanks. I'm having a good time. 
Sweet. Yeah. So, uh... Do you believe the Pro Tour? What's that? Believe it? Do you believe the Pro Tour? Believe it, man. Man, I don't believe it. Yeah. What, uh, what? (laughs) I don't know. Okay. This comes out after the Pro Tour. We record it before the Pro Tour. I'm trying to be excited oh, for something that's already happened. I'm trying. I'm trying to make a, a, a timeline joke, but it's terrible. It's, it's really bad. Absolutely terrible. It was it terribly be, forced. It like it must be as soon as you become a dad, you just become a dad joker. Yeah. See, I got the dad thing and the judge thing going at the same time. Like they pretty uh-huh. much happened within like a very short timeline. That's that's just crazy. That is crazy talk. So it's uh, Pro Tour. Obviously, when we're recording, it starts in uh, seven hours. Is it seven hours? Six six hours and thirteen minutes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's right. Because it's like four a.m. my time uh, is when it starts. So that puts me at uh, yeah, yeah, uh, six hours and thirteen minutes at this point. So hopefully. Um, we we've got of course Canada's got two teams in the race now. We've got uh team face to face games, you know, front nice, by nice. uh you know, our good friend Alexander Hain and crew, uh John Stern and uh and uh Sean McLaren. Sean McLaren um, Matthias Hunt and Pascal Maynard and David Kaplan, and there's just so many of them. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. We're looking forward to seeing how they how they do. I've heard nothing from them at all. You uh, won't. Which, you, yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Um, but hopefully they do well. Uh, I'm really excited to see uh, what Team Mana Deprived comes out with. I hope it's something sweet. Well, I mean, if, if what we... If, if what we've heard rumors of is correct, then it'll at the very least be fucking awesome and fun. So that's pretty exciting. And I'll just say it now, like, how about them pack rats? Yeah, I was about to say, rumor has it there may be a band-worthy card. There may be a band-worthy card. Band and limited. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there may be pack rats in that deck at this point. And if there are, then that's amazing. And we had a blast. And I will certainly be streaming that deck if they're actually playing it tonight. So that's pretty exciting. Tonight being, of course, Monday, since you're listening to this, and that was my best attempt at the uh, future All the joke. dad jokes. <gasps> Not a joke. Not a joke. All this actual serious. A, sol- actual a, a solid, solid tonight reference. Um, <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. Um, the other thing that uh, we're hearing about as well is, is Jerry T, you were saying, uh, posted his list today. Yes. Or something very much like it on Star City Games Premium today being Thursday. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Jeremy, while I ship it to Jay? Okay, well, it is red-black kill everything, it looks like. It is just like kind of sticking with the mid-range theme that the green-black rock deck was kind of playing off of. So just short on creatures, it's got four Desecration Demons, four Storm Breath Dragons, so just big flying beaters. Uh, running Ractos Key Runes, a Ratchet Bomb, which I think Ratchet Bomb is actually just super sweet right now. Like, it does a lot of work versus the Mono Red list, like, kills off, you know, early drops, and then it's also really good against the Green White list by just getting rid of all the nonsense tokens. Uh, it's got a trading post in there, so that must have been Brad, you know, exerting his will. Um, 
Some devour fleshes, heroes' downfalls, shocks, anger the gods, dreadboards, Rakdos returns, read the bones, Thoughtseize. So it's just kill your stuff, kill your stuff, kill your stuff, and then nickel and dime you, well, with Mutavolt, or just beat your face in with the Desecration Demon and the Stormbreath Dragon. So it's it's the rock. It's red, black rock. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's everything about that. It's just kill all the things, land a creature, and beat your face in. Um, so a couple cards that I really do like out of there. Jerry goes to talk about um, Read the Bones obviously being very good, but uh, more excitingly is he talks about Devour Flesh being his sort of go-to removal spell, um, citing that it, dist- it basically kills everything that you want it to, so long as you can kill all the stuff around it. And I feel like his use of, you know, his aggressive use of Anger of the Gods in the 75 is probably going to help contribute to that actually coming true. Yeah, absolutely. Like, a Devour Flesh would be a card to resolve the turn after you, you know, Anger of the Gods, because you're going to get rid of all those, like, garbage early drops. Uh, against Green-White, you're going to get rid of, you know, uh, Voice and all that kind of stuff, and that's going to clear you up to be able to take care of their, uh, whatever that nonsense 4-4 white-green guy is. Smiter. Yeah, Smiter, that one. So. Yeah. I mean, three Lightbane Zombies in the sideboard for him as well. Like, I- I'm pretty sure we're going to see a lot of Lightbane Zombies. Um, it's interesting that nobody's actually been talking about Grixis at all. Uh, it's been completely absent from everybody's discussion points uh, in public. So I don't know if that's something we're going to see as sort of a foil to the Esper deck and running on the assumption that everybody is going to be avoiding Mono Red because Green White demolishes it. Um, you've been playing a lot of Grixis, have you not, Jeremy? I have been brewing Grixis. I have not been playing Grixis. So that is kind of like the awkward part that I'm in. But yeah, that is the deck that I want to be playing. Isn't that weekend. normally what happens at the Pro Tour is like we um we don't see a lot of talk about a deck and then that's the deck that ends up playing really well or winning? Uh, the block one was very telegraphed. Everyone kind of knew that it was Esper. Uh, modern last year, everyone knew it was going to be Jund, and Jund was the main deck at that tournament. Like, Eggs just happens to beat Jund really well, so, you know, that's why Sifka did what he did. Um, I don't know, like, it, it's really interesting, because, like, the last standard one we had, uh, Saito, who wasn't going to the Pro Tour, went and spoiled kind of the red-green beatdown deck, and kind of put that on the map, and that kind of became the deck to beat, kind of like green-white is right now. So, you know, it's 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 going to be interesting because we're going to see kind of people reacting. I'm sure we're going to see some control. Like uh, I was saying, Sean McLaren on Team Face-to-Face Games, that guy only knows how to play Magic if he's drawing more cards than he's supposed to. Like that, you know, like that's all he does is he plays spells that make him draw more cards. So I know he'll be playing a control deck. If he's not playing a control deck, it'll blow my mind. But... You know, there's going to be ways that everything's going to fit, and I think green-white is going to be kind of like the fallback deck. Um, but there's a lot of hype right now on, like, black X, like mono-black lists, and black-white, black-red. Uh, I'm sure Jerry T putting out this article right now kind of is going to tip a lot of things. So, but at the same time, this is the same guy who brought Niv Magis Elemental to Seattle. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> fairly sure that... Um... Jerry's going to be fine with whatever he's running. Um, but, I mean, it'll all come down to how he does in Limited. And he's, we all know that he's, I mean, all of his Grand Prix wins have been Limited. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really interested in seeing what Star City Games comes up with, like the Team SCG. Uh, I haven't really cared much about what they've done in the past, but they've got Kai and Finkel on the same team. 
They've got Sam Black in that house. Like, yeah, there is just a lot of things that, like Chapin's in there too. I think. Yeah. You know, and so you're, you know, you if control decks are good, you know, he and Nassif are gonna break it. Yeah, and then also Reed Duke and Jensen, like those two have just been not so on a roll. Like yeah. they have been nonstop, unstoppable. Like, I I think it's fair to say that. With all of the, the heads and talents and skill sets that are inside Team Star City Games right now, if they actually can get all on the same page, break the format, tune it up perfectly, and serve it, there's no reason for them not to take half the top eight. Like, there's just no reason for it. The The challenge is, is that with that many different types of personalities and different proclivities for, you know, deck archetypes, it's going to be really difficult, I think, for them to come out with one deck. I would not be surprised to see three decks coming out of that camp. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. The question is, is how many decks does Sam Black design that win Pro Tours? Do this? Does he have to make before everyone just listens to him implicitly? So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of respect for Sam in terms of his deck building capacity and his 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 ideas, and you know you're you're going to see a really good sort of mid-range or really good Trixie aggro deck uh, out of Sam Black. Um, but I mean, like, you know, Patrick Chapin's going to come up with one hell of a control deck. A Grixis you know, list. A Grixis list. And, if Grixis, and Grixis was very good in block. The only deck it lost to was Mono Red. So, you know, I think it's, you got to kind of just assume that Mono Red's not going to be played. Like, it's just not the type of deck that is going to be heavily represented at Approach, or it never is. That's not to say that a green-red variant isn't going to show up, and there could be very well uh, a really aggressive green-red deck that, that Rears has had, I mean, like, with Dommy Raid. I mean, even at Jerry's article, for example, he mentioned that, you know, that mono-green deck that looks very, very good, if yeah. they were to just splash a little bit of red and throw in some Rampagers and, um, and some Dommy Raids, like, that's, that's fucking hot. So... It'll be interesting to see what actually kind of ends up happening here. People are pretty high on this mono uh, mono green deck right now. I think it's going to be better than people expect. Carlin played it at uh, our our Alberta Provincials mm-hmm. and just fucking scrubbed out its shit. Like he played it like shit, but I mean that could have been pilot as well. Yeah. Or like a poor meta um, choice maybe, but. Did you um, go to Did you go to your provincials? No, it was being run at a bar. Uh, mm. instead of a regular place, and I don't support that for serious tournaments. Gotcha. Um, and, like, it's in, like... It was being run at, like, Broken City, which is, like, fine. Like, like it's sweet for things like FNM, and it's sweet for things like uh, drafts and shit, but it's not sweet for, like, serious tournaments. Like, it's dingy. Uh, you can't see the cards that are on the tables. You... Even during the day, like, they have the fucking... Like, the shortest lights... Or, I mean, the the lowest lights I've ever seen. They use, like, 30-watt bulbs in there. Um, you know, so like just things like that. Like, I don't want to be playing a magic tournament where I'm like constantly squinting and sitting in ketchup and listening to drunk hipsters, and mm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's just not my thing, so I didn't go. Um, I also yeah. didn't. I mean, like, I also didn't have a deck. I'm sure I could have gotten one with my connections and stuff, but I just was like, once I heard it was at Broken City, I just was decided it wasn't worth it. And it's it's so bad because like provincials isn't like a thing anymore. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. No, and that's the thing, too, is, like, I didn't hear any advertising for it. Uh, I don't know what the prize is. I don't know if I care what any of that stuff is. Um, 
You know, I don't know, like, if it matters at all. I don't know any of that stuff, you know. It doesn't. It's like, it's like a bragging rights tournament that's a little bit better. Yeah. Or worse then, than a side event, depending yeah. on where you are. Yeah, and then you put it at a and then you put it at a bar, like you know? Yeah, like that doesn't uh, scream that doesn't scream come and pay me money so that you can have the prestigious honor of being provincial champion, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the Tyler Blum uh or Bloom or whatever invitational is the big tournament and I can't go, so that sucks. So you should go to that, Jay. It's on Saturday. What is it? It is Choose Your Own Standard and Therostraff. Oh, that sounds kind of cool, except for, I don't know, I don't know how good that would be. Like, I don't know if that would be even What cool. is Choose Your Own Standard? So you, you pick an era of standard. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, say, like, you want to play Kamigawa to Mirrodin Standard. So how do you not just play Cobblade? Uh, well, uh, then, there is then a ban list. There's a ban list. Oh. So what it's called is pick your own standard and nobody can play Cobblade or Affinity. It's kind of, I don't know, it depends on if you like that or not. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about right. That's that's exactly kind of what the ban list was. Yeah, like that's always what it is. Otherwise everybody, yeah. otherwise it's Legacy. Everybody just plays Affinity yeah. and and uh, Cobblade. Like there's yeah. no reason not to, really. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a pretty good, like, it's expensive to get in. It's a $50 buy-in. Wow. But, uh, prizes are uh, pretty freaking good also, so. Is this like a real tournament, or is this just Tyler, like, it's just everybody's just paying? This is Tyler Bloom. He's putting up a bunch of his WestJet buddy passes and cash. Wow. So For what? First, like, to have the tournament? Yeah, to have the tournament. He wanted to run a tournament, so he's running a tournament. And it was originally right. like a, the top 32 players in Alberta he wanted to try and get. But yeah. he's just getting to the point now where he's kind of like everyone who's locked in is locked in. He's got spots open, so they've just opened it up. Right. Uh, but 50 bucks buy-in. Uh, first place was like two WestJet buddy passes, a trophy, which oh, actually right. is pretty sweet. Second place is second place is two more WestJet buddy pass, and then third is 400 cash, fourth is 300 cash, fifth through eight get 150 cash. Hmm. So, That's pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's over at uh, Sentry Box, so. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go if I had the cards, but I don't. Mm. But yeah, like that's what choose your own standard is. It's kind of cool. Like it's a it's an interesting format. Um, none of these formats stack up to cube. Like if I'm gonna play an interesting format, I'd rather just play cube, right? Yeah. So. Well, that's pretty neat. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's it seemed really cool. Like again, I kind of got my brother-in-law kind of tricked me in the sense that he. Uh, He's disappearing for the weekend, so the only time we can do like Thanksgiving is Saturday afternoon. Oh yeah, which is exactly kind of when the tournament is. So, so friendly reminder for those of you that live in uh, the United States: Canadian Thanksgiving is this weekend. Real Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, not not the dreadfully close to Christmas, so you can bastardly commercialize it Thanksgiving. Um, no, that's like real Thanksgiving. So we're all having a nice long weekend this weekend and we're off monday so suck it while you're all working and listening suck to it. this suck it suck on it not madden day day oh that's what you get for sucking on it la 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 but uh yeah so we're we're all pretty excited about that gonna eat some turkey up in this biatch mm. man turkey biatch that's the best yeah. kind of biatch mm-hmm. so speaking of uh turkey and junk 
Um, how do we feel about uh, that second place deck at the Standard Open last weekend by Dan Musser? Yeah, who happened uh, to play junk mid range? It looked neat. Like that's kind of you know like it, it was definitely like the week to play green. Yeah, you know like. It- Green white, and it's just like you can either just go green white, or you can put the black in there for some fun stuff. But... Yeah, it seems like everybody's playing this green white. I played it at F and I didn't like it very much. So here's one, Jay. I'll I'll drop in the chat for you. Look at that one. Is this the the junk mid range? This is the junk mid range deck. So for those of you at home, four Elvish Mystic, four Loxton Smiter, f- three Sylvan Carrieded, uh, four Voice Resurgence, two Scavenging Use, two Sin Collector. And then you're also into three Obsidats, uh, three Advent of the Worm, and then you got three Abrupt Decay, two Doomblade, two Heroes Downfall, two Whip of Erebos, as well as two Elspeth, who is like the unbeatable Crazy, card in the yeah. game. Uh, the mana actually looks fairly good. There's seven basic lands in the deck, and 12 Shocks, and uh, just four Temple of Silence. Um, sideboard looks pretty sweet. Uh, also packing such hits as Shadowborn Demon, uh, another Sin Collector for that match, three Unflinching Courage, some Underworld Connections, and some extra removal, including three Thoughtseize. And the two Golgari Charm in the sideboard, I think, are just pretty good against Mono Red in general. Um, and they're also uh, fairly good against Blue White with their Detention Spheres and Supreme Verdicts. So, uh, seems like it's a it's a very good deck. Um, what did you think, Jay? What, where was your head at on this? This is uh-huh. not just Green White, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like decks like this. I never do, right? Like, I guess, I don't know. It's just playing nice, cool, big cards, but it's not Jund. No, 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 no. That's true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like Jund is, is the same. It's just big cards, but they're good. Whereas, like, I don't know. I never like decks like this. Mm. My opinion is bias. Okay. Jer? Uh, well, you know, a lot of people play green-white, but, like, I just look at this list and I, I, I see some cool things in it. I see, like, the whip that you can do fun things. He's got the whip Obsidat in there because, you know, that, that, that's kind of a fun combo that's actually playing good cards at the same time. Uh, Hero's Downfall. It, it just, it seems like the type of deck that's just going to have, like, weird mana problems because, like, the double black. And mm-hmm. it's like, do you really need it? Like, it adds a removal aspect to the green-white deck that it doesn't, or, like, that doesn't exist there. But it's like, in order to get that, you take out some of the potency. I just feel like green-white is just going to put on so much pressure that it doesn't need removal, because they're going to start chump-blocking or they're going to start dying. Sure. So, like, I just... This deck is cool, it's a good starting point, and maybe the meta works out a little bit better for it, where you need to have, like, these must-answer... You know, these cards that can answer the must-answer cards. Mm-hmm. But, I, I don't know, I just... I look at this, and I would I would just want to play green-white instead of playing this, because I just, I don't feel like I need some of these cards. And I just, I dislike Advent of the Worm, and I think it's because I like Ratchet Bomb so much. Like, I think Ratchet Bomb is going to be a really good card for this Pro Tour. It's distinctly possible. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Sin Collector's pretty cool, though. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that card right now. The fact that it also, in the mid-range matchup, can snipe the, uh, Advent of the Worm is not to be understated. Yeah. You know, and the information as well is pretty good. I mean, that junk deck could probably benefit from, like, a couple of Fleece Main Lions, um, which are, you know, good early and late game threats. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, it's, it's pretty good. I've been going over the, the Moto Daily results as well. 
And uh, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how this all shakes out, man. Really is. There's a lot of different decks here. And uh, yeah, so here's another version of that deck as well. It uh, mana looks a little bit cleaner. Added a couple Blood Barons as extra potent guys. Yeah. And added some Read the Bones for value. Like this, like the list is definitely tuning itself in in the Moto machine. It looks pretty sweet. There's all sorts of everything you could possibly imagine. This reads just like a unbelievable page of information. It's just yeah. so much stuff. Uh, Jerry is MT on E M T E E all capitals, right? Yes. Yeah. So there's his list three running a daily as of yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I'm really, really excited for the Pro Tour, actually. Um, it's not often that I get like really all super geek. Like some, it happens sometimes. But this one, I'm very, very excited about. I, I, I think that the standard format, we've all just been so tired of it over the last summer, and it's, it's brand new. And I'm pretty stoked to see what's actually going to come out of it. I'm just really excited because we're getting this tournament. Um, two weeks, you know, after two consecutive larger tournaments, mm-hmm. you know, normally we don't get to see the new format until, you know, the pro tour itself. Like that's usually the first major tournament that features the new cards and it kind of starts the the ball rolling. And the fact that, you know, there's been some stuff out there and now these guys who, you know, can pick up a deck and play it and be very good with it are able to tune as opposed to focus on new tech, you know, there's probably going to be some new tech for sure, but there's going to be a lot of guys who are like going to take what's already out there and start, you know, tuning towards the metagame. And I'm, I'm just interested to see if we're going to have, you know, a better tournament or a worse tournament because of it. Yeah. I, I think that what you'll see is, is a lot more tuned decks. Um, and I agree. And I think that's going to be really, really exciting. Uh, we've got obviously the uh, two, well, we've in game days in two weeks after this too. Isn't I thought Games Week or I thought Games Day was like this weekend. Oh, maybe maybe it's next weekend. It's the 18th, right? Weekend of the 18th. Is it? Oh, okay. I thought I thought it was Saturday. So yeah, 19th to 20th. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I can mm-hmm. actually do that. So you're gonna be able to like take the hot Pro Tour tech and then just run it all over everyone. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then you can beat up the Hydra. Yeah. Does anybody know how that works? Like, I still have no idea how it works. I think they posted the video on the the fa- on the the daily MTG site, but there was also like a, a thread about it on uh, Sally. So it was just you know, it's really what it is. It's a deck that has heads in it. The heads have like three toughness. There's big heads that have six toughness, and all you do is attack the heads. And every time you kill a head, then you mill a couple cards off the deck, and every oh, turn okay. it draws a card, and. You take each player who's in the game because it's multiple players can play it. Each oh. player takes damage equal to the number of untapped heads there are every turn. So you just like try and murder all the heads in the deck, and like when you kill a basic head, you get two life. And yeah, and then there's like a whole bunch of spell cards that like the Hydra doesn't have a hand; it just draws a card and plays it. Like arch enemy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it's it yeah, it's just like flipping over the arch enemy deck, and yeah. So the whole trick to it is like if you want to power game your hydra you just build a green deck that has three power creatures that are small with like no toughness and things with death touch so like the one two death touch guy for one yeah uh, that is like the best card in the format in the kill the hydra format right so yeah 
But why would you want to power game something like that? Because you want to win. That's true. I, I imagine it would probably be difficult for, like, an Esper control deck to actually win. Yeah, like, you'd have to have, like, ten Wraths and use them every turn. I, I don't even know if, yeah, maybe Wraths work. Because, yeah, whenever you kill a head, you mill two, and any head that you mill comes right into play. Right. So, like, that's that's the, you know, cutting the heads off the Hydra thing. And I think you win when you mill the deck, like, completely. So, right, right. Hmm. Yeah, I have to watch that video. I haven't had a chance to do that yet. Yeah, I didn't watch the video. I, I had read the, the spoilers. Some guys had, like, cracked open one of them and played through with it, so... And told all about it. Good old salvation. Yeah. So I uh I did do something unthinkable today. What's that? I watched Frank Lepore's laboratory videos today. I know. I know. And did you learn anything? Well, he's playing this really cutesy bug mid range deck. It's not really mid range. It's more on the control side of mid range. Okay. Um, but he's it really puts um, Reaper like it's very similar to. Let's see if I can get this in there. It's almost very similar to the junk mid range decks, except you get to play blue cards, which is always good. Okay. Um, but you don't get like voice and stuff. So it's two desecration demon, three lifebane zombie in the main deck, along with four uh, four Reaper of the Wilds. Which okay. is the you know yeah. green black four five, which actually is pretty good. Uh, two prognostic sphinxes, two scavenging oozes, and four sylvan caryatids. Um, you're looking at four jace and one vraska, and then a crap ton of removal with some counter spells. Uh, so I watched him play against all sorts of other mid range decks, and he did pretty well. I mean, none of the. I mean, it's tough to say whether he played against good decks or bad decks because. It's impossible to determine which decks are good and bad right now. Um, but Prognot, like some of the cards really impressed me. Reaper of the Wilds is very good. I think it's yeah. much better than anyone's giving it actually any credit for. Um, and Prognostic Sphinx also, that card can put games away. We saw that coming out of Huey Jensen, obviously, in his blue-white list. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised to see either one of those cards do something important at the Pro Tour. Because like the effect that you're getting like off of Reaper of the Wilds, the, especially because he's not legendary. She's not legendary. So you get multiples of them out, and every creature you kill with one of your, like, million kill spells lets you scry two, three, whatever. It's yeah. pretty good. Just stack the deck. Yeah. Yeah. And then Prognostic Sphinx, obviously, attack, mill, scry three. Like, yeah. That's just absurd. But, uh, yeah, the deck seemed, it seemed interesting. It was fun to watch. So, I don't know. Um... I'm interested to see if Master of Waves is going to make a play, because it seems like it's going up on Magic Online for no apparent reason. So, is it, like, a case that, like, they're getting bought up by people who have been testing, and it's, you know, something, but... Well, it's interesting, because um, Mark Nestico wrote an article on Star City Games, and he talked about the blue-eyed tap-out list that he was building, and one of his buddies took it to his states and won with it. Oh, there you go. Um, Jerry mentions it in his article also. So here's the deck. So it's basically two Frostburn Weirds, four Master of Waves, four Omen Speaker, three Thassa, God of the Sea. And then you've got three Detention, uh, sorry, two Elspeth, Sun's Champion, four Jace Architect of Thought, one Jace Memory Adept. And then you got three Detention Spears, four Azorius Charm, one Cyclonic Rift, three Sphinx's Rev, and four Supreme Verdicts. So like the idea is you use sort of like your non-creature permanence to maintain your devotion, 
so that whenever you play a Master of Waves, they're like a million guys. Um, domestication is also in the sideboard, which helps to uh, deal with the Voice of Resurgence and the Boris Reckoner, both of which could potentially be bad for your deck. But it's going to be interesting. Domestication is like gain control of target creature power four or less or something? Three or less, yeah, Three for blue-blue two. Is that in standard? Yeah, yeah, they reprinted it. in the M- newest, latest M set. They reprinted it as go. a rare in M14 when it was an uncommon before. So like, <sighs> Fucking sweet maneuver. Yeah. It's just it, they they printed it a rare, I think, to preserve the limited environment, nothing yeah. more. Whatever, it was uncommon in the limited environment before. Yeah. It didn't matter. Like, what two-power creature is winning you the game that you need to make mind control a rare? Oh, I guess Marshall probably told them to do that. <laughs> it's definitely possible. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, the other person, Sul- Adrian Sullivan, also posted a list, I think, for it. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah, he's been brewing something at the end of his. Uh, his looks very similar, but I think he's going, like, basically mono-blue. Yeah, so he's a, like, four Frostburn weird, four Judges familiar, which is the okay. Curse Catcher thing. Yeah. Four, four Night Veil Spectre, four Tidebinder Mage, four Master of Waves, and three Thassa. Uh, one Cyclonic Rift, three Dissolve, two Syncopate, three Voyages End, and three Bident of Thassa. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Like, Wall of Frost in the sideboard is a pretty sweet way to maintain your devotion against the aggressive decks also. But a couple Mutavolts, a couple Nyctos. Seems like you could generate a lot of mana pretty quick. Tidebinder Mage is just, like, nutty right now. Well, you gotta figure, like, how many... Against most of the aggressive decks, like, that's where you want to be, right? Yeah. So, could be interesting to see if that card makes a surge at the Pro Tour. You know, maybe beside Master of Waves. Might cascade themselves into a top 8. Can I stop now? No. <laughs> uh, so, Jay, what are you looking forward to doing this weekend? Sleeping. Sleeping. <laughs> um, I have lots of Thanksgiving and shit to do. And I hate this format. I don't think I'm going to play it anymore. Theros Limited is fucking garbage. Really? Yeah. What don't you like about it? Uh, I play Cube, and so Cube is just like the same but better because there's actually good cards in it instead of losing to like Nessie and Asp. Like that like I I just think when like I think this this format where they're getting away from like uh good removal and they're making everything cost more and then they want everybody to be able to play with their cards all the time and you know, we can't take away anyone's experience. I think I just I'm getting sick of it. Like every card in Theros has 10 lines of text, every card is a bomb. Uh, like there's five gods and five whip or five weapons. You just can't beat those cards unless you have the removal for them at the time that you need it, like exactly there. Plus there's all the other bombs. Then there's cards like Nessian Asp. You just play that against the deck and you lose. Then you follow it up with another Nessian Asp or you follow it up with a fucking Fox and they lose. Like it's just cards like that are like Crawworm shouldn't be the top of the curve. Uh, you know what I mean? And this card's like 10 times better than Crawworm. And it's like the best card, so yeah. That's, that's that's just annoying. It's fucking garbage. It's stupid. It's really narrow. I don't like sets like that. I'm not excited by anything in it. Everything in it's fucking boring. 
Um, and it just looks like a boo set that like a nine year old made, right? Like Wizards was like, "Hey, everybody, tell us what you like," and then everybody was like, "Oh man, you know it's great. Fucking every card is good." Oh, okay. We'll make a set where every card is good. Sweet. And then it's like that's not fun. So I'm starting to like get Simon Lee about it too, where it's like mm-hmm. I just like it's <laughs> it's it's pretty boring when you like actually draft a real deck or open a sealed pool that's challenging to build, and you lose to the kid that just drafted any card with a broccoli on it. You know, like mono broccoli. Yeah, like there was a guy we we went to some fucking um we went to some fucking. Uh, uh, it was like a Star City Games qualifier thing. Oh yeah, yeah. But it was uh, basically like yeah. I went because it was a twenty-five dollar pre-release. Like that's what it was. You just you got you paid twenty-five bucks, you got your six packs or whatever. So, uh, and I opened like a pool that was literally like literally had no win conditions in it. Like I I, I just basically played the two-drop deck, and there was a guy that opened three Nessian Asps in his pool. And, you know, two foxes, and it was just like, yeah, okay, cool. And, like, oh, man, do you like playing, like, a deck with flyers in it? Well, I hope you don't play anyone that has the Nile, like, Nylea's bow, because there's no out for that. Good for you. Are you playing blue-black? Good thing you can't remove any of the weapons. That's fucking sweet. Sweet deck you have. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking, like, I just don't like any of that stuff. That's so shitty to me. See, it's interesting, because I actually did uh, a Theros draft online on Monday, on my stream. And I did it with, with Kenji, and I ended up in uh, blue-black, and I actually really enjoyed the deck. The deck was very good. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like, last week I talked about that, right? Last week I played blue-black and did, had a really great time with it. Yeah. But, I mean, but that doesn't mean that, like, but if I played, if I, if I happened to play anyone that played the Nylea bow, I was dead. Mm. Like, that, I don't do anything against that. Every, every flyer has two power and two tough, or, I mean, sorry, two toughness, right? So what do I do? just play cards into that like yeah nope hope i draw my artifact removal in black oh fucking sweet yeah no i understand that's fucking garbage you made you made 10 cards that are absolute bombs that are artifacts and enchantments and then blue and black don't have any like answers to that well i mean blue you've got you've got some of the tempo cards right like you get isn't um uh the four mana bounce spell is a per is a non-land permanent griptide that's the one. Griptide. I, I thought Griptide's creature. Is yeah, a creature it creature only? It is. Okay. So you've got Counterspell and you've got uh and Voyage's End is creature only also? Yeah. Yep. Jesus. Yeah, yes. like it's it's actually really hard. Like whereas like green has like great answers to it, like Yeah. Yeah, and they also have they also have all the fucking giant guys that they just play. Like like if you you hear when you're building and stuff, you hear a lot of people say like um this is my deck or whatever, and you're like, "Okay, cool." And then a lot of people will look at it and they'll say, like, okay, I guess, like, how do you beat the green deck? And a lot of people will just say, like, I don't. I have to beat them by turn five or I lose. Yeah. Is that a format that you want to be supporting? Like, I don't even support decks like that in cube. Like, we had we had Reanimator in cube be so powerful that three people could draft it and it would work for all three of them. And I took, like, I powered that down. And that's in cube. Hmm. You know? I just, I don't know, sets like that are fucking stupid. Like, if you're, and like, you know, if you're gonna make cards like that, like, you could at least make them interesting, instead of just making every card, like, a boo draft card, right? Like, oh, this card has protection from this, and flying, and vigilance, and regenerate, and lifelink, and trample, and it mills you for a hundred. <laughs> oh, it's too, too common? It has an ability. Yeah. It has two abilities. 
this this one two common. Oh, it has ten abilities. Like you know what I mean? That's just fucking. Like, I, I really it feels like lazy design. Not not like it doesn't feel like like uh, what am I in like in intuitive design. It feels like lazy common denominator design. Hmm. Like it's just like M14. Like it just feels. Whereas M14 was a little bit the opposite because like all the cards are bad and it was boring. This is the exact opposite because all the cards are good and it's boring. You know what I mean? See, and that's interesting because like I I feel like there's a bunch of different archetypes, and and I feel like they've all got their own play and game. And yeah, they all have their own tempo and stuff. And the role of the green deck is basically just to be like survive until well, yeah. turn five. Like that's I'm what not, it does. Saying, I'm not saying that there's not a lot of different decks to build. I'm saying that it's boring because it doesn't matter what deck you build. Like there's no, there's no combo deck. There's no mill deck. There's no, like the aggro decks are all like shells of each other. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the green deck survives to turn five and then just wins. So how does the aggro deck beat that? It has to nut draw you? No, but there's a ton of different... But they built in a ton of different tricks and protections. Like, I feel... So I, I hear what you're saying. Like, I understand the point that you're coming from. But I feel like you're looking at it from far too skewed of a perspective from your cube experience. That's all. I guess. I mean, I've only drafted this set, like, five times and done, like, 12 seals. Mm. So... Yeah, and I'm not discounting your experience and your education about the format. I'm just saying, like, I think you're almost, you're making an unfair comparison by holding it to the standard of cube. But I'm, I mean, that's not the only thing I'm basing it on. I'm just saying, for all of the things that it has going for it, I would rather play cube. Do you know what I mean? Like, would you rather play Diablo two or Diablo three? Two. Like, they're they're very different games, but one is very much better than the other because of many different reasons. So that's that's what I'm what I'm going on now. It's like I'm I don't like the format. I don't like how the decks work. I don't like that there's no removal. Um, you know, I, and the other thing too is I don't like that the weapons are unbeatable. Like I played against a friend, um, and I'm playing like a terrible white black two drop deck. Like I don't have any good cards at all except for I have the whip. Mm-hmm. And in one game, I play uh, like three two twos, and then I finally draw like my. Uh, like, second black source so I can play the whip. And I play it. And he's playing, like, white X something crazy with, like, the Archon with fucking... Like, just... His deck is way better than mine. Like, a hundred times better than mine. Yeah. And I win the match because I just go, like, yeah, whatever, attack you for four, gain four life, go. And then he's like, yeah, attack you for four. And then I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit about that like attack you for four gain four life then i play the double strike heroic guy and i happen to draw the one bestow creature i have in my entire deck like i was playing the double strike heroic guy because he was a creature um so i like i wasn't playing him for heroic because i had no no targeted cards or anything so i draw the one bestow guy in my deck which makes him like a five five double strike and then uh he just loses because i have the whip he just can't beat the whip, the one card. And, then, like, that's stupid. Like, and it's fine if one card in the format is like that or two cards. Like, you know, if, if I have to play, like, Kozilek against you and you don't have the pacifism or whatever, like, that's fine. But when it's, like, five gods, five weapons, uh, plus the pre-release foils, plus Nessian Asp, you know, that just kind of gets... That gets, like, that's where, I, where I'm trying to sort of draw the comparison to cube like in cube every card is good 
mm-hmm. and it narrows every card is good. And it's boring when every single card is good. That's not fun when every card is a bomb. See, and, like, the, the crazy thing is is that I totally get what you're saying, and I totally, like, vision what you're going on with, but, like, my metagame is completely different. Like, this is, like, like Zendikar fast format. Like, the way that everybody drafts it up here, we don't see dinosaur decks because everyone's just doing ordeals on two. Ordeals and ordeals and ordeals. And, like, it's just, like, that's where it's, like, we're on the opposite end of the spectrum. That dinosaur decks would probably crush over here, but they just never last long enough. And, like, I think that kind of speaks a little bit to Scotty's point of, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, wide-open, like, archetypes. And, like, yeah, there are bombs that just shut the whole thing down. But it's, like, if I'm playing a heroic white X deck and you drop a bow, I'm just kind of like, oh, well, that's cute. Um, I'm just going to kill you now. Uh, but on the flip side, I'm sure <laughs> Thanks that Thanks for tapping out. You're yeah, done. Like, like, there's just, I'm sure that there's, you know, playing against any of the blue decks when you're playing that deck is terrible because, you know, they just voyage end you and you're just like, okay, well, everything I did is now just, you know, for nothing. Because, you know, the early, those decks are all about Voltron. It's, it's Voltron format in those cases. And it all kind of suffers to there not being any removal. It's like Avacyn restored all over again. That, you know, it's all these creatures that kind of build off each other or are just so strong on their own and you don't have any way to actually deal with them. So you just kind of like hope that they just don't have the nut. Uh, but everyone's kind of got the nuts, so. And then sometimes you die to that freaking goblin devil thing, Pitchburn Devils, or whatever the little flame chucker devil. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I haven't played enough of it, but everyone that I've, like, I went and I watched a draft because I didn't have time to play in the draft. Um, but when I got there, it was the same thing. It's ordeals and very aggressive cards, and nobody playing the slow dinosaur deck. So, mm. yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's very bomb heavy, very bomb heavy. Yeah, yeah. The planeswalkers, like, Ugh. how do you beat an Elspeth? You don't. You like you don't, right? Like you just don't beat Elspeth in this format. Yeah, like that's one of those cards that if they get it off and they get the three tokens in the way, like three speed bumps is enough. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're the flying deck and they're almost dead, you're you're done. Like, Ashiok's kind of the only one that you can somewhat beat, but even he, you know, will flip something and we're spending turns beating on him. So, I don't know. I like the format. I just, it's it's not, it's very much like Jay saying, like, you you know, we got M14, that was the way it was. We got this set the way it is. Uh, Are we seeing a change of what Limited looks like now? Is this going to be, like, a massive change? Can we expect to see... Very, very creature-heavy, bomb-heavy, low-removal magic for limited moving forward? Or is this just a phase, like, to kind of get us away from, you know, playing whatever you want in Ravnica and having, like, decent removal in pretty much every combination? And, you know, I don't know. Is this just someone's idea of a different way to play magic? I I feel like the next set's going to be even more Voltron-y because you got the guy behind Gatecrash, you know, making it, so... Well, did you feel like, well, I mean, aside from the Simic mechanic and Blood Rush, I guess, is what you're getting at? Uh, well, Blood Rush, and I felt like Boros was just a very Voltron-y type color. Like, it was a very all-in combination. Okay, but not all-in on one guy. Like, you're, you're all-in on the team. Uh, I don't know. Madcap skills is a thing. <laughs> yeah, okay, but sure, but that's a gruel card, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I guess. Is, is that a gruel card? Yeah, it's a gruel card. Is it? Is yeah. that a gruel thing? That's red. Yeah. Okay, well, it's a gruel card then. <laughs> I played it in Boros all the time. Oh, I'm sure you did. It's a great card in the deck, but, like, I, I don't know. It's like one card. I just, I, I, yeah, it's fine. I just don't agree that Boros is Voltroni. That's all. Maybe I'm just disagreeing with your, like, definition of it by the standards of that color combination just to be difficult. So I apologize. That's ah, all good. Whatever. I don't yeah. care. But, uh, but no, I like gay crash was very much about guys turning sideways though. Like between, yeah. between Simic and its thing and, you know, gruel and yeah, absolutely. It's about guys turning sideways. So even like the mirror having like the, the, what is, what was the mechanic? The cipher keyword ability was Cyph- like, Dependent yeah. on combat damage. Yeah, yeah, you had to hit a guy in the face to cipher, so. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Alright, well, I, I mean, what? who do you guys pick to, to win? I mean, like, do you have some favorites in this race? We, we should do the fantasy draft. You want to draft him out? Let's draft it out. So what, are we, how... what, what's, what, what are we going to do? What, we, what type of rights? What do we want? We've we got to have stakes. If it's if it's a fantasy draft, there's got to be stakes. Well, I mean, like, I imagine if you beat us both, we'll let you introduce an episode early. Oh, there we go. Like I like that, those stakes. That's good enough, right? Yeah. But you got to beat us both. Okay. So what? Uh, what's what's what what what, what, do you, what do you guys want? What do I get if I lose? Uh, Jay, Jay, you can come up with this one. What are we gonna do to Jeremy if he loses? Jay, are you alive? Bueller. 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 Jay? Is it possible he fell asleep? It's possible he fell asleep. I don't hear the keyboard. He may just have us on mute. Maybe he doesn't know how to put us back off of mute. Oh, that could be it. Yep. Because it's very quiet. It's like absurdly quiet, isn't it? Dun, 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 Kyle's going to have to edit all of this out. No way, man. Kyle's got to keep this. Because <laughs> silence is just going to make this, like, really, really awkward sounding. Like, there's going to be no dramatic pause or anything. Just waiting for Jay. Yeah. All right, well, um, so I guess we should figure out how we're going to determine the draft. Who's going to draft first? I'm going to random.org. All right. You want to go high-low, Quilo? No. We're going to go one to three. You can be one. Jay can be three. Okay. Three. Jay gets to go first. Super. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I think random just got us. Busted. Yeah. Use the handy-dandy top 25 rankings list. Yeah. Because I I think there's some good players on there. I think there's a bunch of good players on here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I basically am sitting and looking at like six. I would not be unhappy to have. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's talk about the top twenty-five list. I don't think we've ever talked about it. I think sure. it's a neat thing that they're doing. Yeah, so they're basically just keeping track of pro points, right? And current pro points, and who's in who's in the lead for play of the year. So I think, oh, Jay's stupid mic died. I'm at. Oh. Oh. oh, there we go. There's the man, the myth, the legend. Hello. You're going to think this is all hilarious when you listen to this later. 
Okay, sweet. (laughs) So we've determined that you are going to go first. Oh, good. Uh, That's good. You get the first pick. And then we'll go Jeremy and then me. But before we get to it, Jay, you have to decide what happens if I don't win this. That's right. Hmm. So you get to decide as punishment. My victory is if if I beat the two of you, I get to intro a show. And maybe what? you know, yeah, yeah. We'll break we'll we'll break the twenty five veto for him. You can you can introduce the show. Hmm. All right, and I have to pick what happens if you lose. Yeah, what do you yeah. Man, I don't know. Got to shave your eyebrows off. <laughs> like like dry razor them to the bone. Okay, so can can we can we set a definition for lose? Does that come in last? Is the eyebrows? <laughs> or is second the eyebrows? Oh my god. The eyebrows like that's pretty impressive. That's a yeah. big that's big, yeah. Like yeah. his his public facing job. Yep. Yeah, but no, I'm a construction worker. It's not super public facing and it's not very hot anymore, so I shouldn't be sweating in my eyes. So that dead last. Let's make that a dead last. Dead last. All right. Yeah. So third place, no eyebrows. First place, intro the show. Evie's kind of off, but we'll go with it. Sure. Well, how about second place, you dodge a bullet? Yes. (laughs) How's that sound? Not a realistic bullet, just... This deal just sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, let's no. Nah. And then, so second place, second place, you don't lose, you don't win. Okay. All right. So Jay gets to go first, and then we'll get, and then you, and then me, and then we'll just go in a circle that way. Cool. All right. All right. I pick Tom Martell. Hold on, I gotta write this down. Okay. So Jay. Jay's first pick. How many are we picking here? Four. Too many. Let's do three, and then choose an unpicked Canadian to be a tiebreaker. Okay, sounds good. And okay. do we go by pro points? Like, how many pro points a guy gets at the end? Yeah. So we'll just figure out how many pro points each person's awarded, and that'll be the score. Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. Jericho. No, it's you next. No, you're next. Three, two, three, three, three one, two. Clockwise, man. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. All right. Um... Then I'm pretty sure I have to take, uh, oh God, it's so tempting. Do I just, I got to take Ben Stark? No, I got to take, I got to take Raptor. I got to take Josh Utterly. Okay. Yeah, I got to take. He's in the lead. He's the fucking scientist. He's the man. I got to take him. Yep. Okay. Go. So you took Layton? No. Yeah, I took Raptor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll take Stark then. Okay. All right, Jay, go. The uh, LSV. Oh, that's a good I like one. It. I like it. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna go to the other team here, and I think I have to take Reed Duke. Okay. Yep. Go. Uh, I am going to take. Another member of that little crew in um, Baby Huey. Good. Okay. Jensen's a good one. Jay? Man, I don't even know any more pros. 
Uh, fucking Jerry Thompson. That's a good one. Yeah. Jerry he doesn't have a Pro Tour win, right? No, no he has his, his top first eight. top eight. Guy's been playing for an infinite long time. Finally got a top eight. And yeah, he's really good. So that was a good one. So I have a tight three-way squeeze. Four, I've, so I got four players that I want to pick. So I want to pick Yuya Watanabe, I want to pick Willie Edel, and I want to pick Eric Froelich. Okay, I don't want to pick any of those guys. So <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think I'm going to take... I'm going to take uh, Watanabe. And I got to run it back because he's got Moxie. <laughs> Shahar Shinar. Yeah. All right. So now we get to pick a Canadian. Yes. Pick a Canadian as your tiebreaker. So his points only matter in tiebreaking. Oxine. Yeah, not, not close. Um, well, you know what? Second um, best Canadian. Dan John Stern. I'm not going to take John Stern. No? Nope. Um, I'm going to go with my gut, and I'm going to go KYT here, and... Don't pick KYT. I'm not going to pick KYT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to pick KYT. I am going to pick... Um, where are you? God damn it. Um... Hold on a minute. Hold on, I have it. I'm picking the kid. Ben Moore? That's the one. That's a good one. I'm picking Ben Moore for the win. Yep, he's my tiebreaker. Who do you got, Jer? Seb Deneau. Who? Sebastian Deneau. Oh, okay. Seb is going to crush. Okay. All right. So those are pretty good picks, I think, all around. Yeah. I'm good. excited for the comments to see the hindsight goggles tell us how wonderful or terrible our picks are. Yeah. And uh, I hope to have eyebrows by this time next week. <laughs> by the way, the <laughs> picture's going up in the show notes if you have to shave them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, that's my pretty sweet. My wife is going to kill me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Come on, Shahar. And I hope you have to shave your eyebrows so bad. If, if they punt... I'm going to find Shahar's address and I'm going to mail him my eyebrows. You totally uh, should. Man. You that totally could be like should. Or something. <laughs> yeah. So, we had uh, a lot of really good comments this week. Yeah. Outside of the Joshua Lemus nonsense. <laughs> I didn't see those. Yeah, they're on the they're on the website. They're good. Um, apparently, uh, Andy says that Jeremy he lives in Korea. It's still yeah. hard to find Korean singles. Yeah. Magic cards, because there's single women everywhere. So, Wonderful thing about Korean singles being hard to find, you can sell them for ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah, you made that like a bandit this week, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I found out that foil swan song in Korean just equals money. Oh my god, does it ever? It's like a, like a regular foil is like $20 or something stupid. I sold two for just under 500 US. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. 
dollars US. What the fucking fuck? Yeah, and seriously, they were in my first two boxes of Korean Theros, and I just kind of put them off to the side thinking, oh, this is a neat card, but it's like when my buddy was like, well, yeah, they're like 20 bucks for the English foils because they're, you know, they're going to be an eternal played card. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So I do a little bit eBay in one night, and then I didn't go to bed when I normally go to bed because I was trying to figure out how do I use this thing called eBay. And uh, I probably could have gotten more because they sold within like nine hours. Oh, wow. shit, yeah. So I had just done like a buy it more, like whatever Scumbag the highest bid was. Schofield. Scumbag. Whew. I did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I got my money back and a play set of Theros on top of it. Okay. Jesus Christ. So sick. Yeah. So please don't buy the Korean boxes. Yeah, save those for Jir. Yeah, let me get them all. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> uh, people were loving the ending, Jay. Were they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, everyone says that uh, it was just like old classic A-Team when I try to wrap up the episode and then we keep rambling for three minutes, for 30 minutes. <laughs> so it was pretty awesome. A lot of people want to Kickstarter your movie. Nice. Well, fuck, if they're going to Kickstarter something for like 30 grand for Marshall, I think they can Kickstarter our movie. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, like, what, how much did Fast and Furious 3 cost? Like, eight bucks? <laughs> Maybe. That one like, didn't have the rock, right? No. Only the five and six did, I think. So, yeah, what, what does yeah. it cost to rent some muscle cars from Enterprise? Yeah, like... <laughs> fuck. So, um, we had a, a lot of people, uh, Commenting on the uh, on the the weight stuff as well, so people were happy to hear that I'm doing well. And then another guy, Seriousen, said, uh, "You know, he does the same thing you do. He walks into a shop with nice clothing, or I can just be fat." Has been his response for so long. <laughs> Fucking clothes are expensive, he says. Yeah, man. Holy fuck. So it's awesome. We made a lot of people laugh, and it was pretty sweet, and uh, and it was good. We 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 really put it out there last week. It was pretty awesome. Sweet. Yeah. So I got a message this morning from I'm gonna slaughter this because I don't speak uh Swedish uh accents very well. But uh Pars Banbo slaughtered it. Can you can you put it in Skype? I'd like to take a shot at it. Yeah. This was actually a game I used to play on in Monday Night Magic. Yeah? Because we had a lot of like international people who would send in like stuff. And we had this thing where it's like we would read their name uh, for a donation, and if we got it right, they had to give us another donation. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we always got... So click on that and you'll names. see it. Okay. Oh. Yep, told you. PR Spenbo. Sure. So he says, hey, Mr. Scotty Mack, I'm a longtime listener from Sweden. I would just want you to know that I appreciate all the work you are putting in for us listeners. Please inform your fellow podcasters in the A-Team that they have a worldwide audience. Best of luck in the future, and keep up the good work. Regards. And I just wanted to give that guy a shout-out, because, like, from Sweden? Fucking right. That's pretty wicked. That is awesome PR. Yep. So, there you go. That's fucking awesome. Don't tell us that we don't shout people out anymore. Yeah. You know, it's Sweden rocks, because you guys have great hockey. Yeah. I mean, you got Matt Sundin from us, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. 
It was awesome. He was a hero. He was a Canadian hero. Was he? Yep. Well, Did you go that so far? He was a Toronto hero. He was a Toronto and I know hero. that you guys forget that there is the rest of the country, but. Yeah, that hockey exists about. outside of the loser pit. <laughs> it's a void from which you cannot escape. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty well. Pretty awesome stuff. That is pretty sweet, actually. So, is anybody going to play Magic this weekend? Or is everyone just going to watch Magic? No, nah, it's like Thanksgiving Neither. insanity. I'm just going to watch. Yeah, I have three Thanksgivings to go to. And Oof. no deck. I'm like, I don't know. I still don't have any, like, standard FNM deck to play. So. Well, I want to play Grixis, but I lent my cards to Marcel. So, I'm hoping that they put them to use. Although it sounds like they're not going to because I did not send pack rats. <laughs> so, um, cheers to hoping, but yeah, I might just play some random crazy white weenie thing because, well, why not? That is if I can find a standard tournament because all we do is draft in Edmonton. Yeah. I'm actually very, 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 very excited to see if the team actually plays that deck. That would be cool. I'll give them credit. Yep. It's got Moxie. It's got some spice. Yep. In testing, it's insane. Somebody messaged me today, and they said, uh, so I just gray merchanted somebody for 16 on turn 6. Pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, that seems awesome. So, hey, when does uh, when does the new Assassin's Creed come out? What? Man, I stopped paying attention to Assassin's Creed a long time ago, so I actually don't know. Which is, is this sad. the pirate one? Yeah. Game. Pirate Assassin's Creed. Black Flag. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, it used to be my favorite game, but like I just got sick of playing two every year. October 29th. There it is. Yeah, I still have... I'm like... I think I'm on Brotherhood right now. That was the last one I played, I think. Really? Yeah. So I've got, like, I'm, what, two behind? Once this comes yeah, up, two, two behind. behind? Brotherhood was, like, really bad. Was it? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, It was literally just... um, I'm sorry. No, Brotherhood was the one after two, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the one right after two. I'm using... Ezio, is that his name? Enzio? Ezio. Ezio. Yeah. Ezio. Okay. Ezio. So it was the third Ezio one that was really bad. Oh, there's three Ezios. Yeah, Bloodlines. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Bloodlines. Is and that like what it was? Brotherhood or something? No, that's the one he's playing now. Uh, I don't remember. But I had Brotherhood and I didn't like it very much. I thought it was pretty repetitive. Yeah, and like the one after that's even worse. Revelations was the one I was talking about. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, that yeah. one's terrible? It's, well, because it's literally Brotherhood. Oh. And the only reason that you played is for the story. So that's frustrating. Um, but like three was pretty good. I didn't mind three at all. Uh, the story left a little bit to be desired, but I like the settings are different. The weapons are different. Combat's a little different. Uh, so that was cool. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with four. I'm going to give it a shot and see what it's like. And if it's good, good. And if it isn't, then so I'm done. But yeah, it's one of the games that I enjoy a lot. I really enjoy the Assassin's Creed franchise. So. I have mine on pre-order. I just didn't know when I had to go pick it up. So that's what I thought I would ask. 
But I know there's a few other friends out there as well in uh, in the land out there listening that uh, have gotten at me a bunch uh, when we're when it comes out and we talk. Like Shaolin Monk, for example, played the shit out of those games, and we were always back and forth on them a bunch. So uh, shout out to that guy. Where are you? Come back, Shaolin Monk. Yeah, where is that guy? Uh, he's going through a messy thing with his... Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so we just don't know if he's alive yet or not. I think we saw him in the comments a few weeks ago. But, yeah, we did, uh, I think. But that was it. Yeah, so I, as far as what I'm building, I'm going to be building the uh, the something fun on the stream. We'll be playing the Pack Rat deck on the stream, I think. Okay. And uh, for this week, and I'm building the junk list. I found another list, like another version of it that's really good that took the Sin Collectors out of the main deck and um, added some Blood Barons, which I think is pretty nice. Who's going to be on the stream with you on Monday? No one. No one? Nope. Rock can I control your stream? You control my stream. Like, can I, can I, can I jump on and talk with you and we play Pack Rats? Fine. I won't then. Maybe? It seems fine. No. I know what that was. That was like, oh my god, he just asked me and I don't want to say no because that's kind of rude. And no, it's totally fine. Yeah. No, I just, I had a guest last week. And, uh, but I'm down. Yeah, fuck, it's you. Fuck, whatever, we'll have a blast. Yeah, if you were like some random scrub or, you know, whatever, then that'd be bad. But, uh... I am some random scrub. Yeah, I think the only <laughs> thing that, listen, the only thing that might boot it out is if one of the guys from the team that played the deck oh, actually yeah, are able 100%. to get in in time. But otherwise, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. That makes perfect sense. If you can get, if if they play it. Yeah, if they play it and if they do well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But apparently, I'm just going to play it anyway. Whether they do well or not, I'm going to try it. Because yeah. apparently it's just funner than shit. So that's really important. Cool. Yep. Uh, how many Chandras are going to be in the top eight? Chandras in the top eight. Yeah. Three. And that'll be like one deck of three in the minute? No, just three. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Three just seems right. Okay. Angel Serenity, poised to make a comeback? What do you think? Archangel of Thune. Yeah, I like it too. Yep, I also like the Archangel of Thune right now. I just pre I just ordered a couple more actually just leading into uh, the weekend. I would like them to make a noise because I have foil Korean ones I want to get rid of, so. Uh, so. My yeah. body. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. Um, so, get this. Okay. So, October 18th, I'm going out to this thing. My, my buddy Rob has been pestering me to go out to this uh, event for the last year. And it's this thing that happens in Toronto every month called Hip Hop Karaoke. And basically what it is, is it's at this club bar, whatever, and there's two DJs and they go out and they basically have a big stage and you go in and you sign up and you do like live hip hop to instrumental backgrounds, sort of like you know, in karaoke styling, but no lyrics, no screen, no this, no that, and it's a huge fucking crowd, like eight mile. Mm. So I'm finally getting dragged out to this thing. Okay. And I can't decide what I want to do. So let's get your opinion, and then we'll get the listeners' opinion as well. 
Okay. Are you allowed to sing? So here are my two songs that I'm wrestling between. Okay. Give me, give me your feedback. Number one is "Just Wanna Love You" by Jay Z. I don't know that song. I'm a hustler, baby. I just All want right. you to know it ain't where I've been. That one. Sure. Um, obviously doing the rap and not that part. Um, okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, but that's how you, everyone remembers that song. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the other option is "Still Not a Player" by Big Pun. I'm too Albertan for this music. Me too, man. Me Are too. you serious? Yeah, man. You guys are, like, how old are you? Jay, I know you're a kid, but, like, Jay, how old are you? I'm 31. You would totally know this song. Jay, yeah, I... if I listened to that stuff when I was that age, uh... I wasn't that cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, now I'm going to have to... Here you go. All right. Copy link address. And we're dumping this in there, too, so you can listen to that. That's the Google search direct, so it'll just take you right there. So for those of you playing along at home, it's, uh... I'm not a player, I just fuck a lot. It was with Joe as well. I remember that. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. So it's a pretty sweet track. It's a lot of fun. And I feel like it could be entertaining in front of a crowd. But I need to I, I need your feedback. Yeah, I don't know. Guys are just letting me down. Okay, so so what what is this crowd like? Have you I know you've I've never, never been, been but I've never been heard, it's, like they're they're like a it's like eight mile. It's like eight mile, except nicer. And less judgy. Okay. So you're gonna have a lot of people are gonna be getting up. They're gonna get in your face. They're gonna do all kinds of. Well, I'm up on a stage. They can't okay. reach me. They can't get you. It's like Eight Mile. Have you not seen Eight Mile? I have seen Eight Mile. So think about Eight Mile. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I didn't. I didn't anticipate you guys being this white. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I really didn't. I mean, Jay, no, Jay, you can't, yup, I've ridden in your truck, I've listened to the music that's on your iPhone. Yeah, There's... but I'm like, I'm super selective about that stuff, like. Like, all, you gotta understand, you get into Jay's truck, and he turns up the iPhone, or the iPod, or whatever, and all you hear is, like, thumping bass, hardcore, like, really hardcore rap, just like thumping and bumping and windows go down and music goes way up and I'm like, hey, Jesus. He's like, yep. If it's not loud and it's not thumping and it's not black, it doesn't get played in my truck. That's right. And yet, here you are, you're like, yep, I'm that white. (laughs) I I have no idea what songs these are. (laughs) None. None whatsoever. It's too bad. This was back when hip-hop was good. Yeah. So... Well, I just saw a very large man on a scooter. There you go. Are you watching this video? Uh, yeah, I've got it muted. Oh. You gotta listen to it. It's so good. I'm, I'm talking with you. Alright, well, could take a minute and listen to it. it um, I think the big pun one probably is the better of the two. Just because you're looking at this guy and going, well, that guy's really big. 
Um, not necessarily. It just seems like it's going to be a lot more of a fun song, and I think yeah. we're going to have like the crowd who are kind of going to get into it, right? I, I really like the line, you know, like. Uh... Uh, I'm big, huh? I rip my prick through you hooters. I'm sick. You could have measured my dick with six rulers. Hold up. It's like really shit. awesome, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so like, it's, a, it's a pretty crude track, but it's really good. Yeah. So. Like, which one has the the catchier hook? That you can get the crowd in with you. They're on. both that's really what you good. want. Like, that's that's what it's all about. They're both really good. They're both really good. It's I mean, the, all Jay-Z songs are good like that if they've been on the radio. That's true. Yeah. So, I don't know. Let me know in the comments, guys, because my passmates are terrible at this. So you're going to have to let me know. But, yeah, so it's a pretty awesome thing. So any of you that are in Toronto and that are going to go to this, um, I mean, maybe I can... That would be sweet. Yeah, so you guys can like, come and see Scotty me. Mac moment. Yeah. Meet, meet B-Rabbit. B-Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, so you can follow them on Twitter at HHKToronto. Uh, yeah, it's 780 The Revival Bar. Is that where it is? I don't know. No, that's where the competition was. Hold on. HHKToronto? Yeah, every month at Revival is the name of the club, and it's at 783 College Street. So you guys can come down and check it out Friday, October 18th. It's every third Friday of the month. So I'm pretty stoked. Um, I have a buddy of mine that played that was in the competition, and he ended up placing uh, second. And he did alphabet al uh, sorry alphabet aerobics by Black Delicious. And if you no idea no no, and I didn't either. Uh, but if you Google it or YouTube it or whatever, you will get like this insane appreciation for the track because it's ridiculous. Like it's very very difficult to do. So. Anyways, if you guys are in and around and want to want to come out and meet me, come on out and do it. So, why don't you go for something difficult? You got the chops. Yeah, there's no lyrics on the screen, so it totally has to be by memory. Yeah, that's difficult. Yeah, so that's why, like, so I have to actually yeah. practice the big pun track because I'm not yeah. like I don't mem I haven't don't have that one memorized, but the Jay Z track I've got memorized. So I feel like my first time out, I should look at that one. But I feel like you should also practice by having. Like, just playing the audio. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. it's a lot easier to sing along with a song than it is to sing with no... Totally agree. Yeah? To yeah, totally agree. Thankfully, I've got karaoke opportunities for both of them. Like, there's videos available, or, like, songs available online of both of them for karaoke without any lyrics. So I can just play it without looking. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure. But yeah, I'm gonna go get my black on. Pretty excited. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That actually sounds like a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. So uh I'll let you guys know how it goes, I guess. Yeah, man. Yeah, do it. Crush. There will likely be videos put up somewhere. I'm sure there will be. Uh if I can find this link for my buddy doing alphabet, I'll ship it over because it's fucking wild. But uh yeah. So what else uh I guess that's like we're 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 getting up into about an hour and a half here. Anything else you guys want to chat about? I feel bad like cuz I feel like this episode was boring, but I don't know, man. Like 
It's like there's so much that's about to happen, and it hasn't. Yeah, happened. like, yeah. We're like on the cusp. There's the link to the video. Also, this guy's like just shy of four feet, or just this shy. This content feet. is currently unavailable. Oh, really? For real? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just crushed. Share. Tell you what, you're friends with me. It's now on my timeline. Okay. Um, do we care about Commander at all? Yeah, what do you got? The yeah, new Commander, a, there's a new new commander sets? Full list, right? Is it a full list? I, I know that they oh, had the, know. Uh, they yeah, had the Commanders. The, what's the deal with that? So, like, I saw a picture of, like, a new thing, and it said, like, a Commander 15 pack or whatever. And then, like, and then there's, like, a picture of a new guy on it. So does that mean that there's, like, now Commander Boosters or something? Or No, no. So that's the new packaging for the Commander decks, and each Commander deck contains 15 brand new Magic cards. The same way that they did in the last Commander expansion. Oh, they just are packaging them separately now instead of... Well, I mean, they were packaged like that before, but now they're just more compact. Yeah, and they just have, like, a new packaging. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, this is where we got scavenging news, right? Was from first commander. Yeah, and, well, lots of stuff, like Shardless Agents and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or wasn't Shardless Agent... uh, That was Planescape. Planescape. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I actually like a lot of these. I haven't seen anything. The only thing I don't like about them is that they have to be commanders, which I don't like. What do you mean? Like, like a lot of them have abilities that f- basically force them to be commanders. Like that guy that like you gain life when he's in the command zone. And sure, sure. Yeah. Shit like that. Like you can't, you can't just play that guy in a deck now. Well, you could play. Sure, you could play the Jund one in a deck. Yeah, the Jund one could be played in a deck. Whenever you cast him, uh, put X O one kobolds into play, where X is the amount of mana spent to cast him. So you're still gonna get six guys. Yeah. Um, the rest of them, like the Esper one, you could potentially play. I think the only ones, the only ones that are actually like dedicated commanders, the the Bant one says command zone, and the Esper one says command zone. But that's not to say that they're exclusively for use there. No, it just feels like like you designed a card with abilities that interact with that, and there's no way to. Like, there's no put-target card in the command zone, right? True. So that becomes just a little bit... I don't know. Well, yeah, like, it kind of sucks, like, if you wanted to play these in cube. You know, yeah. if you want to, like... Yeah, or, or anywhere else. And then, like, they just become so much worse when they're not a commander. Yeah. So how do you not play... Like, how do you not just snap play the Esper guy? Like, isn't he insane? I, I think he's insane. Which one's he? Oloro Ageless Ascetic. 4-5 for... Five, four, Blue, white, black, three. Legendary creature, giant soldier. The beginning of your upkeep, you gain two life. Whenever you gain life, you may pay one colorless mana. If you do, draw a card and each opponent loses one life. At the beginning of your upkeep, if Aloro Ageless Ascetic is in the command zone, you gain two life. Yeah, doesn't he, um... Isn't, isn't he really expensive? Six, six mana, six four, mana four, for five. a four-five. But yeah, the point like, is, is that you still gain life no, from turn sure. one, right? Like that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's very good. Like uh, as a commander, he's insane, right? The thing yeah. that I don't like about the those cards too that they're designing, I find like a lot of the commanders are very powerful, and so they're designed of very high mana costs. Mm-hmm. And so, like yeah. in commander, that's generally like not super great when you're only able to cast your commander once or twice, right? Um, so I guess we'll see how, how good they actually are. 
Well, yeah, and, like, wasn't it with, like, the last Commander decks that, like, really there was maybe two playable yeah. Commanders out of, like, you know, it's that were playable just... in things that were outside of Commander? But yeah. as far as it went, like, there was, like, what, there was three Commanders in each deck, yeah. and there was only, like, yeah, two or three of them that you would play outside of a Commander game, maybe. Yeah, and even then, like, some of them, like, there was there were some that were very obviously better than others. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was the with the the Mimeoplasm or something yeah. like that that saw like legacy play. Mm-hmm. He's very good. Yeah. So, but uh, I don't know. Commander Commander's neat. Um, I'd like to make another Commander deck. They haven't actually played. They haven't li- uh, shown the list yet, right? No, they've only got the packaging, the packaging, and the five commanders that are front facing and inside packaging. So nice. But those release what soonish? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, uh, November first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, November first. So they are very soon. And the new comic promo is High Tide, which is just badass. The what? The the IDW, IDW comics. Comic, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get a High Tide in the the which which one is this one? I don't know. The upcoming one. So. So the good news is I'm getting uh, my – so Joel Nidri, what an amazing guy. Shout out to that guy. Who's Joel? Joel runs Sketchbook Comics. Yeah, he's a he's a sweatpants. Yep, 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 Captain Sweatpants. Okay. Uh, uh, so he's getting me my five set of Commander decks in Japanese. Nice. Wow. What's the MSRP on those because – uh, MSRP is thirty bucks a pop. Yeah, okay, that's not bad. No, but so what? I'm not sure what I'm gonna get them all for, but I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. So shout out to that guy. That guy rocks. Does rock. Huge you thanks, guy. everybody. Rock. Helps me out. I like it. Yeah, I only got one in Japanese when the first wave came out, and it wasn't the right one. Mm, it's too bad. I got the uh, I got the one with the blue green elf guy. Yeah. So apparently they are only available in uh, Japanese, French, German, Italian, Spanish, and English. Hmm. So the German is ugly. If they had Russian, I'd get Russian. I like Russian. I like the German just because, like... Some of the names are hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Like... There is, like, I'm trying to get, uh, I got a buddy who's in Germany right now, and when he comes back, he's supposed to bring me some Uber mirrors, which are the mirror superions, they're the Uber mirror. Yeah. Right? Which is pretty bad. Uh, and then I've got, uh, I've got Lotus Cobras, that are one word, like Lotus Cobra with a K. Oh, so Oh, good. like a Lotus Cobra. Yeah, Lotus Cobra. Nice, so, that's yeah. fucking sweet. Yeah, those are just awesome. So... I like the foreign language stuff. There's just so many cool things. Yeah, I agree. I got a play set of Russian Duels of the Planeswalker scavenging oozes. Those are pretty wow. nice. Those are pretty sweet. So jealous. Cool. Well, that's it for the A-Team this week. Yeah, I think I think so. Hopefully you enjoyed the KYT list episode. Uh, we'll have lots to talk about with the Pro Tour. You know what? Yeah. That's how we can fill in the time. If we feel like this episode is short, 
Kyle can just go and grab KYT quotes from previous episodes and just slap them wherever he sees fit. No. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Sweet. Out of like, context, KYT. Like a, just throw them uh, in there. Uh, 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 uh. Whoa. 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 I was even thinking, like, actually, like, times when he talks. Oh. So, you know, we're saying something, oh, and then he just goes off on, like, a random tangent. That'd be a lot of work for Kyle to find. It's been, it's, you know, it's only ever happened twice. Vault Guy 101. Yeah. Help us out. Where's that guy been? I haven't seen any tweets. Come on, Vault Guy. Hit me with some nostalgic laughs. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a while, actually. No. Last time I saw him, he was talking about how Legacy was a format. Huh. Wow, where did our energy go? Yeah, it's Thero pretty terrible. Sucked it away. Thero sucked it all away. Oh my goodness. Aphrodite had a big suck fest. So I got seven boxes of Theros, and I have not got a complete set. Jesus. Really? Yeah. Typical I'm one card, one card away from, from, from a set. I'm two cards away from two sets. There's one Mythic I haven't gotten any of. Which one? Uh, Thassa, the god of the sea. You don't have any? I have zero. I also don't have any. I am 32 cards away from a playset. Wow. Yeah. And Thassa is like the But that's the like, big... seven boxes is like $700. Why wouldn't you just buy a playset for like $400? Uh, because I got a whole bunch of that money back. <laughs> I guess so. Because you spike the random foil rares that are worth, like, dumb money. Like, I got a foil Ashiok, which is pretty stupid right now, but I don't want to move on. I would sell him immediately. Yeah. He can't go up. No, I, I, I don't think that he'll go up. He'll, he'll go down, for sure. Huh. I just like it. <laughs> so. Perfect. I want it. Perfect. All right, I have to go to bed because I have to get up in, like, nine minutes. To go to work. So, <laughs> goodbye, A-team. Until we meet again, if my fingers can handle it anyway. I might have to have somebody type for me the next episode. So if anyone wants to volunteer for that. Ooh, there you go. There's a job for an up-and-coming you person. Be, you could be my hands. But you got to get in some pretty dirty places. All right. Well, I guess that's it, folks. So Jay's right. We'll see you next week. All right. Peace. Peace. <laughs>